You are about to listen to an episode of Dolphin Financial Radio. Each week, co-hosts Dan and Tony will explore topics about finance and retirement. It's fun, informative, and most of all useful to those who are interested in retiring successfully. Now, let's begin the show. Hi, everyone. Welcome to another Dolphin Financial Radio Show. I'm Dan Wendell, owner of the Dolphin Financial Group, and today we're going to be talking about the Fed funds rate. So mid-June 2020, Federal Reserve has raised the rate by 75 basis points, or 0.75%. What does that mean in general? But more specifically, what does that mean for retirees? And, And today, at the end of the show, you're going to see why I think this is really good news for retirees. So so I don't get bogged down in the numbers and overwhelming economics behind it and keep it light. Let's bring in Tony Shore to balance that out because he's not going to let me get bogged down in the silly Fed funds rate nonsense that, <laughs> you know, already I can. When I told you what we we're going to talk about, you just you were like, I think I have something else to do at this time. <laughs> so he's asleep already. He knows it. He knows it. <laughs> but well, you have to admit this is on, you know, everyone's talking about it. Yeah. You know? Yep. Yep. The headlines out there are Fed raises, uh, it's the biggest single rate hike in what, 30 years? I think so, it's the 80s. Yeah. 40 yeah. years. Yeah. yeah. Over 30 years. So that's amazing. Yeah. Almost 40 years. So oh, I think, or, or maybe in the early nineties that we raised it. I think it was the nineties. Yeah. Early nineties. Maybe. Yeah. Yeah. So that's so almost 30, about years. 30 years. Yeah. 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 That's, but, that's crazy. And it sounds crazy. And you wonder, is this good or bad? Um, I know they're trying to do that to quell inflation, um, but also people are talking about it driving us possibly into a recession. But I think I think I know where you're going with this, but I'll, I'll wait and see. I, I think I know why an interest rate hike isn't bad for retirees. Do you uh, want to take us? You want to take us there? Do you want to <laughs> drive the ship here? Yeah, I mean, uh, I mean, yeah, I mean, we had like you, your stat says there right down there. It says Federal Reserve. I mean, we were at nothing. Right. And now, you know, 1.5, 1.75 range. And now they say they're going to raise it another three quarters of a percent in three months within the next three months. Well, maybe they're they're alluding to this and they who's yeah. they it's the Federal Reserve, you know, yeah. um, but they are raising rates to combat inflation. That's why they're doing it. Um, but what is a Fed funds rate? Let's talk about that. First, yeah. because it's weird. Like, what are they doing? Are they calling the banks and saying, raise your rates? No, the Fed funds rate is what the Federal Reserve and the banks, what charges the banks to loan money overnight. So the cost to the banks to borrow money, you know, because a lot of times they have to have a reserve. They have to have so much. If you deposit money at a bank, they're required to keep so much in reserve and they don't want to have all that cash there when they loan it out. So they borrow from the feds and so forth. It's it's, yeah. it's, it's intricate. But what the Fed does is say, we're going to raise the Fed funds rate. We're going to raise it to 1.5 to 1.75. That's the range right now. And you're right. The pandemic, it was zero to 0.25. So there yeah. was no cost to the banks, really. Free money. Free money, right? And so this rate doesn't 
change your rates that you use to borrow. It influences it though. Mm. Because if you're charging the banks more to, to hold on to money or to borrow money, to get money, they're going to pass that cost on to their consumers. Sure. And they call it the prime rate. That's the rate that the banks give their best customers. So the big customers. So they'll, you'll see that go up. And then that prime rate dictates mortgage rates, credit card rates, personal loan rates, auto loans. Right. So these loans, the Fed's not raising the loan rates. They're raising the rates the bank have to pay. And then the bank is passing that rate cost. It on. trickles down to all. It eventually trickles down to right. all interest. Yeah. Right. But if you think about before the pandemic, before the pandemic, I'm going to look here. I have it written down. Prior to March of 2020, the Fed funds rate was 2.25 to 2.5. So right early night, 2019, we were at two and a quarter to two and a half. Right now we're at 1.5 to 1.75. So it was still lower than we were right before the pandemic. Right. So it's not like we are in ridiculously uncharted territories, right? right oh yeah. No. Historically, the Fed funds rate has been between two and 5%. So we're not even there. We're not even, we're below historical average, but mm-hmm. it feels terrible because we're coming from zero. Yeah. Uh, there was a time, I think late seventies, early eighties, um, where mortgage rates were what I like to get a house. It was a 18%. Right. Right. Interest rates. Yeah. Interest rates, but inflation was high. Right. Yeah. Inflation was 10. So, so that's why they're doing this to combat inflation, but how does it impact the end user? Right. Well, for retirees, I'm I'm going to guess. I'm just throwing out my guess now really quick. It's because retirees don't buy big ticket items after they're already retired. Typically, they've done that. So uh, they've already the the house. They're not going to buy a new home typically in retirement. They're not going to once they're already in retirement and they're not going to necessarily buy a new vehicle. Uh, so uh, they're not buying things on credit cards typically as much. So they're not have the interest rate, high interest rates don't affect them. Uh, they want interest rates high because they want their money to grow and make more interest. Got it. You got it. Right. I mean, yeah, there it is. Yeah, yeah. The impact to retire. Now there are some retirees or pre-retirees that have credit card debt or they sure. have mortgages. More and more people are taking mortgages into yep. retirement or they have a personal loan, but for the most part, retirees don't have credit card debt or personal loans. They or they're not taking out new ones. Even if they already have one, it's I'm sure if they're smart. It's at a lower rate already. Or it's fixed. Yeah. Fixed. That's what right? I mean. Yeah. So we're yeah. Talking, when we're talking about mortgage rates, Fed raising, you know, the rates is not going to impact your 30 year fixed mortgage. Even if you're 25 years in, right? We know that but it's the adjustable rate mortgages that it'll change. So that's yeah. who's getting hurt now. Yeah. Credit Hopefully no debt. retirees have an arm. That right. would be, that's why I'm saying yeah. this is good for retirees because most of them, you're right. Don't have that. They yeah. usually don't have that. My wife and I don't have an arm. I would never get one. Yeah. Well, you know, some people do and yeah. it was great in the years past because interest rates are so low. So you're able to borrow more, whatever. So what's happening is it's impacting the, the, 
the raising it's raising the cost to borrow money and what does that do so we have expansion and then we have contraction in the economy and that's all the fed doesn't have many things that they can do they could change how much the banks need to keep on reserves they could change how much they charge the banks and that's what they're doing so by raising it we go from expansion to contraction when you lower rates you're expanding you lower rates it costs less to borrow money there's more money out there and people are borrowing more. They're spending more that they're borrowing. They're buying stuff. And therefore, because they're buying more stuff, more people are employed because they got to build the stuff for service, the stuff and the economy grows. Right. And that's what's happened. That's what happened during COVID. People were spending, look, I mean, prices went up because everyone's buying new cars and everyone's buying additions to the home. Lumber prices going up. Right. We had supply chain issues too, but so what the Fed's doing now is saying, let's contract the economy, which is like, well, why would you want to do that? Yeah, that's so good, my right? question. Why so, Why do they want to contract the economy? They, they, they want to increase the cost of money so there's less money, people borrowing less, taking smaller loans, buying smaller houses, or at least putting less money, um, more money down. You know, they, they're buying a less house because they can't afford it. The interest rate has doubled, basically, in, in, yeah. in a couple of months. So the idea is to get the people to spend less because that'll drive down the demand and the economy slows. Why do we want to slow the economy? Number one reason why anyone in their right mind would want that is to reduce inflation. Because if there's slowing down the economy, the prices come down. Oh, okay. That's why they're doing it. They don't want to slow down the economy. They want to decrease inflation. So they do want to slow down the economy. They do want to slow down the velocity of money and the because they don't like this spiraling out of control because it hurts everybody. Mm. So by slowing it down, they want to decrease inflation. But at the same time, like you said at the beginning, if you do too much slowing down, then you're going to fall too far and the economy spirals into a recession and the depression potentially. So it's a balance. It's a fine balance. So that's why you see the Fed raise a little and raise a little, raise a little. They are not looking at what's happening today. They're looking at what they think is going to happen a six months, a year out, two years. So right. that's why they're doing it. Right. So cost more money to borrow. Right. That's, that's an impact, but I don't think this impacts retirees. Like we just said, um, interest on savings goes up. Now, this is a good thing for retirees. Yes. Retirees yeah. typically like to buy low volatility products and investments. They Certificates like of deposit. CDs. <laughs> Grandma money. has the CD for the kids. Right. right? Bonds. So yep. they, and so what's happening to those? Now, if you look at the, you'd be like, oh, my savings account is not going anywhere. They're not raising rates. Why not? The bank's not going to be in a rush to raise rates. No, no. It's costing them more to borrow, but hey, they're not going to pass on, you know, higher interest until they're forced to through competitive environment. And so what you'll see is the credit unions will go first. They'll increase the rates. The insurance companies will go first. They'll increase the fixed annuity rates. And then if, so you go to the bank and you say, I want to deposit a hundred thousand dollars and they say, okay, good. We're going to give you $4 or three, actually $3 a month. 
<laughs> what? What? That's point zero. What? Um, why would I do that when I can go to get a fixed annuity, which just jumped from 3% to 4% and it's going to go to five in a month, right? And then the banks will say, oh, okay, now we have to compete. The credit unions raise their savings rate from 0.2 to 1.2. Okay. And that's how it goes. So there's a bit of a yeah. lag from the savings rates. Yeah. But you will see that. You will see that. Yeah. So that's a good. That's a plus, but it's slow. Sure. Um, here's another impact. When the Fed raises rates, bond prices change. This is the biggie that's impacted um, retirees and pre-retirees. If you look at some of these target date funds, we did a show on target date funds and how they're misleading. And I think they are used improperly. Yes. But you look at a target date fund and what that is, is and you, most people have it in their 401k. I'm going to retire in 2025 in three years. So I'm in the target date 2025. And what's that supposed to do is decrease your risk as you get closer to retirement, decrease your risk. And how do they do that? by buying bonds. Mm. And what has happened to those portfolios in 2022? They've tanked. Bonds have been terrible. Bonds? And that old 60-40 rule, oh, you just need 60% in risky stocks and 40% in those uh, safer bonds. They're safe. But bonds aren't safe. They can lose value and have risk just like stocks, right? Right. And in 2022, the stock market's been terrible. We can agree on that. Right. The bond market has been equally. Oh. <laughs> it really has. Every and time we talk about bonds, we should play that sound. Seriously. Yeah. Um, you think back to the heyday of bonds. That was, you know, 10 years ago or when interest rates were higher. Right. And, and, Bond prices, you're getting good coupons, right? Right. What happens is we're getting back to that, right? We're going to start getting there. When when the Fed rate is at zero, bonds aren't going to pay anything. Once they start raising rates, bond prices, what should they do? They, you think, oh, my bonds are going to go up because yeah. they're going to start paying more. No, the new bonds will pay more. Your bonds, which are paying the zero, aren't attractive. Why would I keep it when I can buy a right. new bond? That's better. So they right. go down in prices. This yes. is what's happening. People are getting crushed on bonds, seniors in particular, because they think bonds are safe. Yeah. Target date funds, bonds are safe. They're not safe in the sense they can go down and they have. Well, it used to work that way where if stocks dropped, bond values would usually go up, Right. So but bonds, bonds were more valuable, uh, but now everything dropped. Everything dropped, and because everything, and not to mention, what's worse than that? What's worse than losing money in bonds and stocks simultaneously? Having inflation, so it's a triple whammy. Yeah, right. So now yeah. my my account value is going down as I get closer to retirement or in retirement, and everything costs more. Scary. So yeah. the Fed says the best thing we could do is combat inflation and let the other stuff fall as it may. So well, that's what happens to stocks. Why are stocks more volatile? Okay. I, you know, again, I'm going to say I'm not giving people advice and um, telling people what is going to happen. I don't know. Individual advice. Yeah. Right? I'm just because giving, everybody's situation is different. Right. You're looking at an overview. And this is just my humble opinion. 
But as the stock, as interest rates go up, bonds become more attractive. CDs become more attractive. Fixed annuities become more attractive because they can give a higher interest rate. Now, if inflation's 8% and you're getting 4% on a, on a fixed annuity, you're still losing, but it's not as bad as owning a stock that's down 20%. So what's happening is people are seeing, hey, I can go to a treasury. I can go to a fixed annuity. I can go to a CD, take my money out of the stock market and put it over here that's getting more. What does that do? puts downward pressure on the stock market because people are selling. Yeah. But the other issue with stocks is the government, like we said, is trying to slow the economy. Right. And what does that mean? That means less money out there, less people buying. And what does that do to companies? Less sales, less revenue, and companies get hit. Yep. So that's why stocks go down in a rising interest rate environment because the government is putting their foot on the head of the economy and yeah. keeping it on the water. They're putting the brakes on the economy. They're right. breaking. Right. They're breaking. So the, that's right. But in, 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 in current economy, why, why was the stock market raging in during COVID and, and in the early part of 2022? Because all the money was put out. All the money, right? So everyone's saying, oh, the six stock trillion, market. $6 trillion got thrown out into the economy in, in right. the United States. Right. So That's what happened. I mean, they had to know this would happen. Everyone knew it was happening. Everyone <laughs> knew this, right? Everyone's spending money. Going money, spending up money. Because, yep. because everyone's spending. But in the back of everyone's mind, they're like, where's this money coming from? And yeah. that's why inflation crept in. You threw more money in your dollar's worth less because, you know, right? Yeah. So this is the problem with stocks as well. So stocks are more volatile during rising interest rates. Now, the idea is when you think about it, the fact that we have high inflation is because we have a lot of money moving through the system. That's good for companies. So we should see earnings going up. But at the same time, you got the Fed trying to stop it. So that's why there's volatility right now in the market. Yeah. Where will it go? That depends on the company earnings. We don't know what those are. We can assume that they're going to be higher in the future, right? That's the, that's the old adage, you know, go to, go to the stocks if you want long-term returns, because that's where it's going to be. Mm -hmm. So it's a scary time. Mm -hmm. Fed, the fund rate is the government's way of controlling inflation and the economy. Increasing it is designed to combat inflation. And I think lower inflation inflation is good for everybody, particularly retirees. So the bottom line is, I think that the fact that the Fed is raising rates is a good thing for retirees in, in the long run. Of course, anybody with short-term debt and high interest rate debt, they're struggling. They're getting crushed absolutely crushed because credit card debts going rates are going up short-term rates are going up and so but for most retirees they don't have that so lowering inflation is helping them in the long run and I'm, I'm i'm for it i'm for it those that have the major issues are the ones with the debt they have a bigger problem anyway they need to focus on that right and the inflation isn't the biggest deal for them in fact some might argue inflation is good for them because their debt, yeah, I'm, I owe a hundred thousand, but that's not what it used to be. So why pay it off? Um, 
we don't want that though. We don't want high inflation. That doesn't help anybody. No. no. So I am for this Fed interest rate hike, and I'm accepting that I can't control what they do. Mm-hmm. I can't control what stocks do. I can only control how much involvement and risk my clients take. And I can't control the reaction to it, but they can. So when you're sitting here thinking, what is going on? I'm upset about this. I don't like all this volatility. I don't know what the Fed funds means to me. Just know that we don't want inflation and anything we could do to stop it is good. And you can't control who's making these decisions and what the economy is doing. You can only control your reaction to it. And the last thing you want to do in an environment like this is panic. So get a plan, think through it, understand that things are going to happen and you need to react, but don't overreact. Right. In the immortal words of Douglas Adams, don't panic. That's right. Grab a towel. And always carry a towel. Our geeky listeners right. will appreciate the non-geeky that. Reference. Listeners, Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy. Yeah. So, Tony, okay. I'm going to applaud you because you, you knew the answer. You yeah. felt it. <laughs> Is this a first? Should we immortalize this? <laughs> oh my! No, it's not. No, it's Come not. On, first. You've been hitting some. You've been getting some singles and doubles lately. You've just been. You're steady Eddie lately. I'm yeah. impressed. Just don't ask me to do math, even simple math. So, what is the Fed funds rate again? <laughs> <laughs> well, well, they just you. raised it by 0.75. Oh, there you go. It's there between 1.5 and 1.7. You know what's funny? This YouTube video is going to be evergreen it's going to be up there and years from now we're going to look back at this and say oh, fed look at them they're complaining about a 0.75 foot raise and they're at 1.5 yeah can you imagine if that's like four points lower than it is right now yeah we're at yeah, six. That, unfortunately that time will probably come i mean it's like everything cycles through exactly so yeah you can't control it. You can control yourself. That's the that's the message. And it's good for retirees that we're combating this inflation. So thanks for a good show, Tony. I shall catch you next week, everybody. The topics on this show are wide ranging, yet relevant to people approaching or living in retirement like me. If there is a topic you want to hear on the show, head to dolphinfinancialgroup.com and contact Dan to request your topic or to share your opinion. Dan Mundell or Dolphin Financial Group are not affiliated or endorsed by Social Security or any government agency. Everything discussed on today's show was for informational purpose only. Since everyone's situation is different, some things may not apply to you. The materials presented are believed to be from reliable sources. We cannot be 100% certain that they are accurate. You should really talk to my dad or someone from Dolphin Financial Group before trying to implement these ideas or strategies.